We missed last week. Oh, we did. That's, That's true. Yes, there was absolutely no episode with all of us. All of the there's at least like a dozen people that have the ability to push record in here, and we You're couldn't find. Gonna, to be we fair, find two two pennies to rub together, so to speak, last week. <laughs> to be fair, it was the week of Thanksgiving, and we were all running around yeah. like chickens with our heads cut off. Yeah, or yeah. turkeys with our heads cut off. So, the promise we made to ourselves that we would not skip an episode has been broken. And so now I feel like that seal has been broken. It's just going to get easier to fail from here. What do you oh, right. <laughs> well, let's, let's be honest. It's always easy for us to fail. <laughs> okay. I mean, my, my internet is failing right now, so. <laughs> oh, God, we need to hurry. Okay, it's the 27th of November, and we're a bunch of fat Americans. Who are you calling fat, however accurately? <laughs> all right that's well you know so in in the in the states here here in the states we have this holiday that's based around eating birds it's a celebration of eating yeah it's a, it was supposed to be a celebration of other stuff, but that stuff is a little bit insulting, and so they've tried to retcon it a bit. And you know what? I just don't care enough t- to pretend. So it's just a celebration of eating, because that's national, certainly the only part of it worth celebrating. It's National <laughs> Gluttony Day. Yeah, more or less. I, what, oh, do, I shouldn't forget the things I usually do. It's the Loose Screws podcast. I said the date. What is this? Really? Is the, this is going to be the 211th episode. Really? Something, what? something, 3309 something. <laughs> Are you surprised that it's the Loose Screws podcast or that, that I said the date? I'm We're just going to go with remembered. Yes. <laughs> I'm more surprised we remembered the date before the end of the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm Commander Jay Tracks. I actually, I don't know if you can tell in my, my voice, but I've been pretty sick the past few days, but I'm coming around and I think there's a little bit of it hanging on my voice and I'm going to try to keep any throat clearing off mic if possible, but I'm going to apologize in advance if I fail because, um, it's not going to be easy. And I'm joined tonight by Commander Lark Shadow. Don't worry, I'm sure none of the tens of our listeners will care if you have to clear your throat. Well, I care. Uh, okay, fair and, enough. And Commander Nurgle. Good evening, everybody. Ah, yes. So that's my story. I, I had, um, let's see, on uh, right after Thanksgiving, so on Friday night, had a pretty good day Friday, and then uh, Friday night... We, oh, uh, uh, we, we go to get a, a tree. My wife likes to cut down a real tree for the Christmas tree. So uh, we go on the Friday after Thanksgiving. That's what we do. So we, we maintained that tradition and all was well and happy. And, uh, and then later that night, I, my, my throat starts getting kind of sore. And I'm like, oh. And I, um, the story about me is I, I, I like to deny sickness Unless it's really, really getting in the way, I, I don't. I'm like, the same as you. <laughs> yes, like me too. To, you know, I really don't like to take off work, and I just like you know, if I'm not feeling 100, percent it's like, well, then then I'm gonna then I'm gonna work 80 percent or something, but I'm not gonna like sit around like feeling sorry for myself, you know. 
And usually my wife gets really mad because she would really like to to take care of me, I guess, but I don't care for that. And I would prefer to just keep it a secret. Um, And she usually doesn't find out that I've been sick until it's all over, right? Unless I'm like, you know, dripping out my face or something like that. But um, so I I just readily admitted it right away, which she found shocking, but that's because I was I could tell it was going to be a real deal. And then on Saturday, I had like a fever was over 103 Fahrenheit. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah. Which really, oh man, does that lay you out? I have like back aches from the shivering and stuff. Now I'm a lot better. I'm a lot, lot better. I, I did a lot of work today on, on Monday. And so anyway, um, that, that's, that's what I did. I did get to play some elite though. Um, just in time to podcast about it. So what, what about, what about one of you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it so you don't what have an amazing to throw. <laughs> don't worry, I'll be sure to not catch that throw for you. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm doing actually pretty good, all things considered. Um, long holiday weekends always throw me for a loop yeah. emotionally, just because I'm such a creature of routine. I just I need it. Or my brain just starts to short circuit and freak out. And I was fine on Thanksgiving Day, but the rest of them were emotionally just all over the place. But it was still mm. a good weekend in spite of that. And then today I just did all the things. I feel like I've just been riding a wave of executive function all day. I took care of so many things at work and outside <laughs> of work while at work. And I'm just, yeah, don't laugh. That's a big deal for me. No. Nobody talks, <laughs> nobody except ADHD people talk like that. <laughs> I right. my executive <laughs> function true. wave, brother. It's true. And I'm starting <laughs> just now to crash finally. And oh my gosh, I'm tired. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> That's a good, I, I, well, I don't know. I'm not trying to speak for you, but when I do a lot in a day and then I'm tired, oh, yeah, I, it's, I get that's it. a successful yeah. feeling. Yeah, It's a good tired. Yeah, it's a good tired. Yeah. It's a holy crap, I'm going to pay for this tomorrow, but I feel accomplished, so I don't care, tired. <laughs> sure. Oh, flip. But how about you, nerds? Uh, last week, <laughs> despite the fact that <laughs> despite the fact that I didn't get a chance to play any any elite cod last week was busy. I mean, the the bad thing about four-day holiday weekends is all the crap you have to get done before that that weekend kicks off because, you know. And after. And after, yeah. The recovery is yeah. almost as bad. <laughs> and and last week was, you know, a, a whole bunch of things we've got to get crammed in before Thanksgiving because nobody thought about this a month ago. Mm. And, um, you know, one of those super dysfunctional municipality stories um we we have a oh, basketball court. Shall I rub my hands together? Is it about to happen? <laughs> it's, I already put my chair down. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, Demarcus Cousins, who played basketball in the NBA some years ago, uh, is from Mobile. Uh, at some point before my time with the city, he spent his own money to have a really nice basketball court built uh, in the park near where he grew up. Great story. Really did oh, a lot nice. for the community. He's involved in the community. He's a great guy. Um, and last year, some punk kids in the neighborhood spray painted cuss words all over the the custom paint job on that basketball court and ruined it. 
because we we tried to just scrub off the graffiti and it took off the base paint too. So we ended up having mm. to paint over the whole thing. So flash forward to last week and I get the phone call from my boss that says, hey, they're going to have a rededication of that basketball court over Thanksgiving weekend. And those basketball backboards are looking kind of old. And he's right, they are. They got some rust spots on them. So why don't we just go ahead and swap them out? Fine. No problem. I'll make the arrangements. Um, you know, make, we get a scissor lift all lined up. Got a crew of guys going out there. We show up Monday morning at 8 o'clock. You know, a couple of trucks, trailer with a scissor lift, backboards, guys with tools, some muscle to move stuff around, only to find three guys on the court with rollers painting it. Okay. Because somebody, who shall remain nameless, who had told my boss that they're going to do the rededication, did not bother to tell him, oh, by the way, we're also going to paint the court. <laughs> so they knew ahead of time. They just didn't tell anybody. Right, because the, the, the person who made the decision to spruce up the court didn't bother to tell us when we went to change the backboards that, oh, by the way, we're going to paint it too. And never bothered to tell the people who were painting it, oh, by the way, we're going to have people come in and you know, pressure wash the stands and put up new backboards and you know, do the landscaping and everything else. So we all showed up Monday morning to do our thing, only to find out that the guy started painting it Sunday afternoon. Jeez. So none of that, none of that other shit got done because it took them until sometime Wednesday night. I mean, they actually had lights out there, um, wow. trying to get it finished. What do they get paid by the roll? I don't. I have no. Well, it rained. <laughs> it, it rained buckets on Tuesday. Okay, yeah, that'd do it. So I know so, they yeah. didn't get anything done. And then they were back out there Wednesday. I, I think trying to do it in a couple of days, trying to do a custom paint job on a basketball court in like yeah. five different colors in a couple of days was probably always going to be a, a pretty optimistic timeline. Um, but yeah, they, I, last I heard before I left Wednesday afternoon, they had uh, rolled a couple of lighted trailers out there from our public works department so they could work into the night to try to get the court finished. And of course, none of that other stuff was done. I mean, I got in there at some point, literally on a ladder with a can of white spray paint and touched up the backboards because there was nothing else that was going to go on. Nice. And I mean, you know, typical lack of communication. And um, today, months in Oh, did I fade out? My my internet today going in coming and out. back. Yep, today we're about five months into a new uh, work ordering system, and we've had some miscellaneous issues with it. I finally got through multiple layers of bureaucracy today and talked to somebody who actually works in IT and programs for a living. To uh, Ooh, a unicorn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Got past the multiple layers of management and talked to somebody who actually works for a living. So I could say, hey, look, this is, I know this is what it's supposed to do. This is what it's actually doing. And after literally a five minute conversation with this guy, he was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. It happens in another part of the software that I don't control, but I can escalate that. It's like, oh, great. I mean, it only took me a couple of months to get to this phone call and then five minutes to probably fix it. <laughs> yeah, that's a key for you. <laughs> yeah, sunk, you sunk the putt. Yeah, 
And I have a feeling uh, you know, when I go in tomorrow morning, I'll be getting you know nasty phone calls from the from the IT management people about you didn't go through the proper channels to do this. As a twenty year IT vet, this is the only way you can respond to them. You're a proper channel. <laughs> Terrible behavior. Yeah, it's well, you know, I, I spent in, in a prior life. I spent many years as a database administrator, so I can speak the language. No, and 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 all of this is is it's it's an improperly categorized piece of data, so it's not showing up where it's supposed to. And as soon as I got a hold of yeah. one of the actual programmers, I was able to tell him exactly what's happening. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. I know how to fix it. I know who to escalate it to. Perfect. So today was actually a productive day. There you go. Awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's friggin' great. Well, well, it's friggin' well, great, man. That's just great. Yeah, Fine. <laughs> Whatever. That's just great. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Uh, well, how productive was your day, Trax? Um, it was okay. on a scale of one to ten. I won't make you describe the whole thing. Um, <laughs> it was probably probably like a five. Uh, for um, just getting better, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah, I got some stuff out the door that um, clients actually needed. Um, working away on a couple of uh, mixing projects that are that don't have strict deadlines, so. Sometimes I don't like pro when projects don't have a deadline, but it's okay when it's around the holidays. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I did get a phone call like at at like six p.m. on Wednesday, the, the night before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I got a phone <laughs> call, which I to my business line, which I did not answer. Um, and I returned that call today and, and um, answered some questions and stuff. But um, calling back, and I was like, okay psyching myself up like do not apologize for the you know what was six, <laughs> five or six day callback yeah. delay because yeah. if they don't know that they called me like at the end of the business day the day before a national holiday like thanksgiving that extends the weekend you know then they're a red flag client anyway. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. If if that's um, a problem, you already know you don't want to work with them. Right. So it's like don't don't volunteer that. Wait for the question, and then if they say something, then you've learned. If they say something about how long it took you to call back, they you've learned something about them. But no, it was perfectly fine. Everybody was very okay. polite about it. But yeah. and in but, my head, I'm just picturing what the Venn diagram might look like of clients of yours and also listeners of Loose Screws podcast. <laughs> Yeah, almost zero, probably, but yeah. right. it's probably like a pixel or two. <laughs> I mean, you never know, but it's just very uncommon. So, hey, I write music, I just don't have money. Sure, so that puts you outside of that vent. Exactly, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> not, not in a, not in an insulting in way, or anything. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very polite to people who call me and don't have enough money, also, but it's you know. That's and, fine. And oh, I, I neither write music nor have money, so I'm outside of that Venn diagram, too. Merrill's <laughs> <laughs> in a different book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, uh, guys, shall we go on with some um, segments here and, and, and uh, do, what we're, do what we're meant to do? Do what the people pay us for? Yeah, let's Wait, keep this Wait, people pig. pay us? 
Actually, a little bit, yes. Hey, that works I, plan, I plan to bring that, that up a little bit later. That, <laughs> Technically, yeah. people pay us. And That's, being yeah. as, as it's like Thanksgiving slash Christmas time, um, it's about time that we I pulled the trigger on some of this stuff that we've been talking about doing because we, we have money and we need to give it back to the people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll circle back to that in, in our discussions later. Um, but for now, I think it's time to talk about a squad briefing. Okay. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. All right, so we have wars going on in Yamaya, which may sound like a broken record, but no, this is not a repeat from the past three months. More on that later. Uh, and we have a war going on in Calarum. Again, that's... Not a broken record. That's actually happening again. Both of those, we are interested in winning. So go fight and win. We have overheating systems that are getting near the danger point in Woody Woody, Howard, 6 and 7 Andromeda. And then we've got, think about six more that are kind of on deck right behind that. So, And this kind of happens every time we go into prolonged expansion. We get a lot of beneficial states and it starts raising our influence. Uh, at the moment, we are really trying to push our influence and our influence alone in the Darak system because we are trying to avoid a war. Uh, I'm some, doing that now. Uh, again, we'll talk a little bit more about the reasons for that after we cover some of the basics here. And we're also trying to push uh, our influence in Maitis, M-A-I-T-I-S, a system we just expanded into, so we can trigger a war or control. Uh, as of the tick today, we have gone pending expansion from Myola, M-I-O-L-A, another fairly recent landing spot for us. Uh, barring something changing, that expansion will go to the system LP-27-9, and it will go there because before Thanksgiving, Blooming Wind spent a couple of days prepping it to make sure we would go there. So, again, barring the situation changing, that's probably the destination for that one. So, I, I mentioned there's some stuff going on that we kind of wanted to talk about. So, we've got another war in Yamaya. We've got a war in Calarum. We've been pushed into a war in Yenti, but that's a system we're not trying to fight on. Uh, and we're trying to avoid getting pushed into a war in Dirac. All of these systems are systems where we are present, there are other PMFs present, and suddenly we're being, uh, we're seeing rapid influence growth in those systems, pushing us into conflicts. So it's pretty clear that somebody out there is doing this on purpose. Re, re, re. Yeah. Just, it is what it is. Um, you know, they have not revealed themselves. They have not come onto our Discord and called us bad names. They, as far as me and Blooming Wind have been able to tell, they're not flying in open. So, you know, if we have pissed off somebody out there, man, sorry, don't know what we did. Perhaps you could tell us. In the meantime, 
it looks like we're going to be in for a run of pretty weird happenings in these spaces as whoever these people are, persons or people are, keep trying to push us into strange conflicts. You know, all, all of these people, all of the other PMFs or all of the other factions that are in these systems, we have communications with, we, we talk. Um, so everybody knows what's going on. Everybody is equally frustrated with all these meaningless wars going on. And everybody knows we're not the ones that are doing it. And they know they're not the ones that are doing it. Uh, it's just happening. Are we sure or not that it might be Fednik related? I know I've asked this before, but I forgot what the answer was. It, it's, it could be, but it's not happening. It's happening mostly in neutral or Antal systems. So it's always entirely possible that there could be some Fednecks trying to sow trouble with border factions, but mm -hmm. probably not. It's probably somebody who has a beef. Since we're the common denominator in all these systems, I'm assuming beef with us. Um, but it, they, well, could have, they could have beef with some of these other PMFs too, for all I know. It just always amazes me that someone might have beef with loose screws because I'm sitting here thinking, well, what have we done besides be glorious idiots? <laughs> I, and, and I am assuming somebody has beef with us just based on what's going on. That is right. my assumption. I could be completely wrong on that. I don't know. I, I think it's if anybody has beef with us, it has been, if anybody has beef with us that we don't know about, it's because they are not a listener of the podcast and they're just proceeding through the world as though we're just a random faceless faction, like not even thinking about, right? not even thinking about it. You know what I mean? No, nobody, I don't believe mm -hmm. anybody uh, comes at this and says, oh, loose screws. Yeah, I'll, I'll go mess with them. It's just like, these are the systems they're near and they're doing things in them very well could be because yeah. to be we, fair as far as factions go we're a pretty big one and and we've right, so. we're always, easy to run into in that way yeah. yeah and but we've always been big about making sure we have open communications with all of our neighbors oh, yeah. and in fact yeah. like you know uh, alliance democratic network who's a pmf that we share a couple of systems with and we kind of bump up against their territory they don't have a discord they don't have a website. You know, we, we, we went through intermediaries in another Discord to eventually find, you know, a couple of their guys so we can get in touch with them. And now we talk back and forth and, and we have open communication. So it's not like, yeah, uh, it's not like we just bulldoze through the neighborhood either. So I, whoever it is, I, I wish that they would talk because, you know, it, like, you know, Yamaya as a perfect example we have no particular desire to be in that system or do anything with it. We're just filling an open slot in our expansion bubble. We don't control right. it. It's an Antal system. If somebody else really wants it, hey, man, go for it. We will happily right. back out of the way and let you take the slot. So yeah. that's yeah. that's the frustrating part, that there's the 90% chance that any beef exists only in their head. Yeah, and I think it's a stretch to think that it is even like like you're saying, like it is even quite intentional. It might just be like they right. they see what's happening and they're not they're not thinking about, oh, what is that person thinking? 
quite so much as it's just like let's let's try to do this. Yeah, yeah. They um, just see our faction keep showing up. <laughs> yeah, if they were thinking like, oh, I'd like something different to happen with that loose screws network faction, they would probably type it into Google. <laughs> Right and try to figure out how to talk, but instead they're just doing they're just doing things within the game, you know. I'm not sure I agree with that, but <laughs> what do you what do you mean? Like I, I I'm not About saying that, that they, they would just that they would just type it into Google and find out. You probably overestimate um, a lot of people who play games on the internet. Yeah, this isn't Eve, so. <laughs> there, there's no well, guarantee that they assume there's a human being on the other end. I don't know. How could they be dealing? Well, well, whatever, whatever. This is all. This is all. Yeah, this is all speculation. It's all speculation. Yeah. 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 But anyway, okay. it is fun so to speculate. All, all of the details for what's going on can be found in the standing orders post in the loose screws faction channel of the Discord. Uh, the standing orders section. Uh, if you have any questions about what's going on, you can post questions in there in the loose screws faction channel, and one of us BGS geeks will be happy to answer. Okay. Great. I am. Um, what am I going to do here? Podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. So actually, I do have a. Um, I do have a Tin Hattie Express episode. It's the one that was supposed to go out last week, but it hasn't aired yet. So we're going to air it. What do you think of that? So where's the is, plan? Um, yeah, this is. Let's see. He recorded this on the 18th. Uh, so that's that's all you got to know. And also, I just realized that in my uh, sickness fog, I forgot to start recording my screen. So for anyone watching on YouTube, congratulations, because the video has just started <laughs> and you're no longer looking at a logo. Anyway, um, I'm on my way back out to Aspire site and I'll probably mess around while we do the rest of this podcast and aimlessly and who knows maybe i'll blow up because i'm not paying attention because i'm doing a podcast so if you're watching on youtube i'll try to give you some reason to make that worthwhile in the meantime here comes the tin hadium express and aboard the tin hadium express <laughs> So tired. Only because you were up until 3 a.m. playing Sif 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What amazes me is that you were entirely sober, even this morning, still sober. That's the weird part. Ever since I started drinking green tea, haven't had the urge to drink. You're not about to go on one of those annoying tangents like vegans do, are you? No, I might be an asshole, but I'm not that bad. Anyways, I want to get back to playing Civ 6, so let's get this over with. November 13th, Winters resists Hudson's legacy projects. I didn't even read this article, I genuinely don't care. Boring! November 14th, concerns raised over Titan returnees. Because, duh. Yes? What? You don't say. You don't say. You don't say! Who was it? He didn't say. November 16th, Torville mining campaign marks ownership change, and this article brought us yet another mining CG. And the crowd goes wild! Yay! 
That's all we have for you this week. Have fun out there. Bye. Have a beautiful time. <laughs> all right. Um, what what gown that has happened since then, Lark Shadow? Oh, flip! I actually haven't read the gown that since then. I'm not even going to lie. Thanksgiving week was too busy for me. I haven't caught up yet. Okay. I've been playing. I haven't been paying attention. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, dodging a couple of glaives here at a high prediction. I'm almost back I, into. Uh, I could talk hyperspace. about Hudson. Because I, I, I did think read the, the only article. thing that the the mining CG ended, and then I think Azimuth had something about, "Hey, we can do better than uh, than uh, Leon right, Rui." I can look at it now. Um, um, oh yeah. Okay. So let's see. Oh yeah. The Torval mining campaign marks ownership change. Um, so that happened. What, what is, what is this? Is Amina Torval owner of the Imperial, com- Imperial so, company so, until recently? Yeah. So go on. So ownership is changing from her to her daughter, whose name escapes me, but she probably is also a head with spider legs at the neck. Um, we'll have to wait to see her picture to determine that for sure. Um, but what I'm stuck on is the yay he used sounded exactly like Blooming Wind because he always loves himself a mining CG. <laughs> but didn't this that one suck because it didn't pay very well or something? Yeah, I guess they didn't up the pay or anything. It was just, hey, go mine for reasons. Is and it yeah. so some people did yes. and most people didn't. <laughs> Did it make tier one or anything? I think it made tier three. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I, I guess Bluey would only went mining like one or two nights and was still in the top 25%. So that's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, the word was that you could you could buy the tritium and then sell it. And sure, it didn't count toward the CG, but people were at least the tritium price was good. So the tritium prices yeah. are always pretty good. Yeah. So it was a good turnover there. Millions per 10-minute run or something to that effect. Yeah, um, and, so, I can, and I also actually read the Hudson versus Winter article when it came out, and I can summarize it exactly like Bard did. I still don't care. <laughs> yeah, they, so great. The, so the exactly TLDR what we expected is, happens, happens. Yeah, the TLDR is new president doesn't like old president, more at 11. Yeah. <laughs> So on the 20th, Alliance reviews Sirius defense packs. This is the business where they point out that Sirius has done exactly fuck all to help out with their defense. And they've really just made a couple of things that are shiny and stood on the sidelines. (laughs) Yeah. Um, To their credit, it's not like the Alliance was asking for anything either. They're just like, hey, we're in a partnership so they can yeah and stuff. And then Sirius did yeah and stuff. And now the Alliance is mad about it. Well, the, they were supposed to act as their defense, and I don't know. They've not even stood in the way at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. So, the mining campaign concludes, and with this success, the quote, with this successful event, Torval Mining LTD advances toward even greater prestige and profitability. Yeah, so that's nothing. And no um, one cares. <laughs> and no one cares. Azimuth Biotech, we can serve the Alliance. So they want to step in and replace Sirius Corporation. Okay. 
That's mildly interesting. I predict mildly. they're met with a resounding no thanks. Yeah. But on the other hand... <laughs> <laughs> I hope it succeeds simply because it'll drive people that don't like Azimuth crazy. So, um, yeah, it's hard to believe the Alliance would take them up on this. But um, what's going to happen with this? It's worth noting that Azabeth is not offering the Alliance anti-Xeno superweapons that once cleared the entire system of Thargoids. Uh, so they're not, they're not trying to bring back the Proteus wave. Oh. And yes, the Alliance already noting there will be mass uprisings if we collaborate with the most notoriously immoral company in history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when even the alliance who usually doesn't care about anything says something like that that tells you something <laughs> tens of thousands of years of human history and you're right there <laughs> all right well that's the um that's the thing so i'm i'm now i'm just sitting in super cruise because i got high predicted by some glaives and then i needed to talk so um i didn't get into the system yet so dev news then. Uh, so here's the dev news. Um, live, sc- live streams have been canceled in, until I think they're still planning to do like a, a December holiday one as they have in uh, previous we years. We hope. But yeah, they're also having layoffs. So Yeah. Yep. So there's been a lot of turnover and Sally left and, and now we're down to basically Paul and I guess Art still works there, but nobody's... It's not, they're, they're strung too thin to put together any um, streams. So that's all kind of on pause for now. Hopefully they'll be able to get something going for the holidays because those are always fun. Um, what was the they, English word for it again? Redundancy, not layoff. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, sure. All right. Uh, then the, so I guess it was this morning, um, Frontier <laughs> Developments made a statement to the uh, stock market there in England. Yep. Um, it's, and the sky guess, is falling. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but they, they mentioned in there that they're committed to Elite Dangerous still, along with a couple of other games. So um, whatever, that's the part of it that's important to me. I, I, I put it in the show notes. There's a link if you want yeah. to read it. I don't read that kind of stuff because ultimately um, it doesn't, It me, me trying to interpret it doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything because I don't, you know, I, I get it. They've been... Anyway, it doesn't seem like news, is, is all I'm saying. So, yeah, no, it, it's not. Yeah. Um, okay, finally, the Steam sale, um, right around the, the whole Black Friday situation, Steam sale does in fact delete. It's very, it's like uh, uh, Odyssey's like 60% off. Um, Elite itself, I'm sure, is on sale. And of course, the cosmetic store in within the game uh, is also having sales, and, and basically everything is is um, discounted. Heavily the in some cases. Black, yes, a, a lot of it, significantly. Um, the Midnight Black paint jobs are back, as they always are. And new yeah, this year are the Void Black paint jobs, mm. which I did pick up a couple. I, I bought one for my challenger because i had not bought any extra paints for challenger yet even though it's my top anti-xeno ship right now and i also bought it for the mamba because i basically buy every paint for the mamba because it's the mamba it's the mamba (laughs) i i didn't like void black though you didn't like it so here's here's my take um since the the graphical change in odyssey midnight black is a lot less dark than it appeared in 
True. Uh, horizons because the the material quality rendering is different. It comes out sort of a a very very dark gray, and in on some ships it's it's sort of mottled and it's, textured a little bit. It's kind of a charcoal color, yeah. 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 Uh, so the void black appears to be just a little bit darker overall, but it's got some of the iridescence that they yeah. put into some of the paint jobs. So it has like at at steep angles, it has a has sort of a dark purpley look to it. So yeah. It's I thought, the it, was, I thought it was nice. It's the iridescence that doesn't do it for me. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I kind of dig those, and this one has a subtlety. Lately, I've been going for flashier paints, and I really don't kind yeah. of. I've oh, I've, I've kind of outgrown the the very dark paints, but I thought, eh, this is kind of a neat way to approach moving on it. from your elite goth phase. Well, no, it's it depends. <laughs> it depends on the ship. For for instance, okay. I, I I I used to always run with midnight black on my mamba because it's midnight uh-huh. black. But at some point, I made the decision that the Mamba is basically a giant weaponized <laughs> clown car. And <laughs> you you have got to put the most outrageous paint scheme you can on a Mamba. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Same it's thing with be, the gunship. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, you know, yeah. rapid-changing technicolor. It's, it's yeah. got to be the clown car. Yeah, but, I've I've also picked absolutely. flashy ones for the Mamba since I do have Midnight Black on it and a couple of other kind of dark ones. Um, I do my Mamba up like I have all the ship kits for it, so I have yeah. like the fancy uh, Zorgon Peterson looking fins and stuff on the back. But on the front, I put the um, what do they call it? The the you know Just the nasty looking bar? rusty no the nasty oh, really? looking yeah the. Um, the like reaver it's not it's not yeah. called that but you know what i mean like the, it's, yeah. it's it's meant to be like the reavers yeah um, yeah i take the front piece from that so the front of my mamba has these rusty spikes <laughs> nice. and then the rest no. is um the rest is is all fancy um but yeah i've, I've liked fan I've, I've liked flashy stuff for it too for a lot of ships but you know whatever i picked these up i had i had yeah. money enough arcs for a couple of them i actually since i got some arcs today from playing i I actually push me over the edge, and I can afford um, another one. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll save them. Maybe I won't. I, like I said, not over the, not not always chasing down the uh, dark dark stuff. But it's there. So I might the people get to the know. void black one for my Viper Four, just because that's one of my ships that I'm like, oh, a new paint job for the Viper type ships. There you go. <laughs> and but and I'm running the Stygian brass on it now. And like with you guys with the Mamba, with the gunship, which if you ask me is equally clown car in a different way, I run, gosh, I don't remember what the paint is, but it's basically orange and bright green stripes with yellow accents. It's ridiculous, and I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if anybody out there is on the fence, Midnight Black, and since it's new and on the same sale, I would assume Void Black, are only available this week or for yes. this sale. yes. They're time so, gated right yeah, around abrupt Black Friday. Thirty-two fifty. Three thousand two hundred fifty for those paint shops. So so go Each. out and get them while you can. Are the Stigian yeah. ones time gated too? I don't think so. Yeah, those oh, right. yes, no, th- those aren't are available they? all the time. Yes, they are. They they uh I think they come around Christmas. So those will be coming up actually. Yeah. They're, well they're here now, but they're gonna come back if they go Stygian away or they'll now? just stay here all December. Yeah, that's why I, yeah, I is don't here. think that's correct. I think it is. That's why yeah, I was really? saying that they're not time gated. Delivery Viper oh, check it out. I guess I missed that. Scrolling, scrolling. Yep, there's the Sigians. 
Ooh, that hmm. blue and red one are nice. Okay. Well, Stygian is there too. So, yeah, I have there a Stygian go. tungsten on my Challenger. It looks great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have some greens and purples and reds on various ships. That's a that's a flashy one. Yeah, and that's that's one that held over well, I think, into the new um, into the four graphics. To the, to their credit, it took a patch to make them look right, but yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, they figured it out. Yeah, because it changed with the the texture of all the materials. Um, yeah, well, that's what I had for dev news. Anything else you guys wanted to add? Uh, I've got freaking nothing to add for dev news, anyways. There we go. Superb. All right, in game discussion time. So so the Titan Tyrannus has been isolated. Haha. <laughs> This yeah. happened a few days ago. So with our yeah. with a Titanic effort, uh-huh. the AXI and others managed to completely eliminate and rescue all systems from Thargoid control around the Titan Tyrannus. So um, it has been a Thursday, has happened since they did this, right? Because I think it was a few days before Thanksgiving. I believe so, yes. Um, yes so and- we're sort of waiting to see if anything was going to happen. And it, I believe if nothing happened, they were going to move on to Oya next. I don't know if that's happened already or not. Not, not Oya, no. Um, oh, it wasn't already Oya? made progress on another. No, it wasn't Oya. It was, I can't remember which one they said. No, nah, okay. I thought it was Oya. We could check their Discord, I guess, but twas not. Um, but yeah, so because things like rescuing people from the Titans affect all systems under that Titans control. And um, the sabotaging the spire sites things seems to have effect on a lot of systems. Um, their their plans have been going uh, swimmingly, and um, once again, the war the war continues to be essentially steamrolled by us uh, without yeah. any combat to speak of. Doing things besides combat, so. Players in an MMO figuring out the most efficient way to do something and then doing only that, that never happens. Yeah, it never <laughs> happens. Yeah. Um, so that's going on. Um, I could talk about... I, I, I did play the Spire site missions, which was interesting. Um, yeah, how, how were the missions? I've been to the Spires now, so, but only just screwing around, not really doing anything serious. Yeah. Now that I've gone through it, it is really fun and it's pretty involved and it's not easy. It is far from easy. Um, Sweet. There's definitely a few ways you can approach it. I know Alec Turner made a whole video rundown of doing the whole thing kind of the stealthy way. Um, I'm going to actually go ahead and from my perspective, at least, I'm going to say that that's actually kind of a more difficult approach. Um, and I ended up kind of coming at it from a different direction. Um, but first I logged on and I was like, okay, well, I, I haven't played, a, I, I had like a two week break kind of, and I thought I should, I should do these missions. I never even tried to do one. I'm going to do a podcast in a couple of days. Um, so what happened? Well, I, I went in and I was like, okay, so you're supposed to pick up a mission at a rescue ship. So I flew to a rescue ship and it had a totally blank mission board. Dope. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, and I flew to, it was like, you know, a, a rescue ship that was very nearby the, the Oya Maelstrom. I wasn't like near Tyrannus that has, is totally empty. The Oya Spire sites, both of them are still Thargoid controlled and still active. I verified all this stuff. So I fly to a, a different nearby megaship, a rescue ship, also has zero missions. 
So now I'm, I got pretty upset and I turned the game off and I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? What are they doing? <laughs> um, but I, I came back to it a little later. Um, Scotty had said that he got a mission from uh, the ship Allied Solace, which is in Sunwan or something. I forget the name of the system. It's something like that. So, it, of course, that's the next, that's an, another very near rescue ship that I just, a third one. So I go to that one. That one actually does have the mission, right? Okay, great. So the machine's working finally. So apparently not all the mega ships have them. I guess that's the, the takeaway here. Mission board server is probably throwing up on itself somewhere. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's apparently no other missions at these rescue ships. So I wasn't aware of that. I thought they were giving like commodity missions and things as well. So I don't, I don't know if I experienced a bug or not. But I, anyway, I got the thing. So it sends you out for one for for one each of these three things that you got to bring back from the spire site. Now, all of these technically can be acquired beforehand. So like for example, I already had a bunch of coral sap uh because that was actually available before the when they were just barnacle matrices. Um and they weren't very active. So I collected like 10 of those when I was out there one day. Nice. Um, so you need the coral sap, which grows in the trees. Then you, other than that, you have to go inside the, the mega barnacles or whatever they're called, the gazebo things. And some of the things you can just shoot. And then there's another one where you have to tickle two of those nerve clusters. And then the, the sack turns all red and then you shoot the sack and stuff. It's um, a gazebo? I thought it was a pergola. Ah. <laughs> I have nothing useful to add. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So, I mean, I, I actually tried I tried taking an SRV in there. It's tough because the SRV seems to draw some attention. Um, you, you get uh, the the banshees are the banshees are rather hard to fight in in an, in a, a scorpion. Even I just it was it's tough. It's hairy down there and. With all that going on and the the revenant keep respawning, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on. Um, so I uh, I actually lost a couple of SRVs and then um, kept trying, kept trying. Eventually, I was like, "Well, screw this!" And I just got back into my. I came prepared, right, for like different options depending on how much failure I experienced. Right. <laughs> so I go back. I, I brought the Phantom, which is what I'm flying now. Um, the Phantom's loaded with four AX missiles. Um, I have the serious ones that have high capacity and rapid the fire. Four AX missiles because screw those goids in particular. <laughs> well, the the trick, yeah, the the trick is the only thing you can hope to kill any of the ground stuff with, as far as I can tell, seems to be missiles. Um, Flak can take out the Revenant, um, but I, anyway, I have these I have these serious missiles that have high capacity on them, which is nice. Um, so I like to use them. So I brought the SRV, ended up kind of losing it and not really being able to use it. Um, so I just did, I took the other approach and just used collector limpets. Um, so, so I, I basically found that the, the easiest way for me is to just blow up all the Banshees first. So and then, yeah. and, and yeah. shoot the missiles and the Banshees are even from a ship. I mean, they don't, they don't just roll over. Um, you, you need to hit the ground beneath oh, yeah. them and, and the splash damage hits their weak spots because their armor on top is like, it's so thick. It's like, it's seem, seemingly impenetrable. So that uh, happened to me as and, well. And they have, a, they have a lot of countermeasures too, yeah. 
Yeah, it happened to, to me as well when I went out there for the first time a couple weeks ago now. Um, and some other random players were there in the Oya cluster. And so we all banded together. And me and my Clipper with the one launcher and a Crusader with two, it took us a solid like minute and a half to be able to take one of those Banshees out. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm shooting four missiles at a time, and it, it takes a lot of volleys. And some of the volleys seem to hit it. You know, if you if you miss and hit its back, you're you're probably not doing any damage. You know, it's yep. hard to tell because you can't target them, right? So you're just you're just eyeballing it and and having to you have to guess your own victor because you don't have a lead <laughs> indicator or anything, of course. And so anyway, um, but the banshees don't respawn. So once you take, I mean, there's a lot of them too. It's I don't know. Trying to, I didn't even keep track, but I eventually shot them all down. Actually, I had to reload missiles a few times because I wasn't very good at what I was doing at first. And um, so I'm just out here with a with a you know repair limpets and AFM and missiles. Um, yeah. And then uh, once you, once the banshees are done, then you kind of circle until you don't have any scouts like right on top of you, and then drop down next to one of those things and send your ship away and and go in and basically knock a bunch of things down. Uh, with your guns there from on foot and then come back in, you know, call the ship back, come back in and let the collector limpets grab them. And I'll tell you all this talk about the upgraded firmware and the collector limpets. I mean, they're still, still dumb as fuck. You? They're yeah. still dumb as fuck. Yeah. They, like <laughs> what, what happens is when they used to, they used to have like a 0% success rate. Now it feels like they have like a 25% success rate at picking things up off the ground. And it's, if something isn't going to get grabbed, like if you send two limpets in a row after something, just stop because that one's gone forever. You'll never get it. Like it's <laughs> it's just in the geometry in some way where no limpet will ever figure it out. And the frustrating part is sometimes they, you know, they collect it off the ground, they get like halfway up to you, and then they seemingly die for no reason when they're near your ship and they drop the piece that they were holding and it falls into, again, like into the geometry of the thing somehow. It's like, well... That's there forever now. That'll never come out. Or if you um, really yeah. want it, and I like really want it, and have a ship that's got a flat bottom like the crates or clippers or Mamba or FDL, you can just lower your cargo scoop and just fly at the darn yeah. thing wherever it is in the geometry and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not gonna work with it. The thing, the, those things are way too small. I did fly my crate right in there. Um, I can oh, get it funny. into the gazebo, but um, and I have ground scooped before in a crate, but it's not, it's Oof. not good. You need a you need a flat area, and the the way the places they're falling, just it's it's all lumpy and curved in there, and it's there's just no way. I actually tried to ground scoop a piece that I couldn't grab with a limpet, and it wasn't happening. But I wish but I could I, get there with my adder because then I'd just be flying in right? and out of crap, just scooping it up. <laughs> I wish I could. That's that's true. I mean, if I could make a small ship that had this that had anything close to this kind of firepower and armor. Well, so the closest thing that had speed and armor that I've tried so far, and obviously your mileage may vary because it depends on what engineered modules you have, was my Viper Mark III, believe it or not. Because that thing's got speed. You can get pretty good armor in it yeah. if you forego the shield. And I mean, that thing will get you in and out like nothing. It's just not going to survive nearly as well as a medium ship. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, it's it, it'd be tough to bring everything. Like, if I guess if you, t if you use my method and you skip the SRV, 
that gets you part of the way there. But it, it's going to be tough to carry an AFM and stuff, which you will need because the scouts are going to are doing module damage to you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you take I take these little breaks where I I do what I'm meant to do for a little while, and then I boost around and just evade scouts until they get far enough away to lose interest. Like there's a there's a small pack of them tailing me now as I just orbit the site, but. I really, see, I'm that makes me wonder how good right now, you can but... get the armor on like an Asp Scout or even an Asp Explorer, something that size. Those are so bulky. Like, why would you, why would you be going for Because they're at the same, <laughs> so weird, bulky, but at the same time, they're smaller than you think, especially compared to like the crates and pythons. Okay, yeah. but we're, yeah, a- anyway. But I'm, I'm, this is know. me just spitballing, so. Yeah, I mean... A vulture only has two hard points. It's really going to hold it back as far as taking out banshees ahead of time. Other than that, it'd probably be a great ship for it um, with all of its largest internals and, and high armor and everything. Um, I don't know. I I might think about that. I might think about that. Yeah, ships with four hard points. So that's the other thing, too, is I don't think we actually need AX missiles to take out these banshees. I think regular missiles will do the trick. Um, Because obviously you can shoot them on foot and you don't have any special AX weapons on foot. So So I haven't been able to confirm it. Speaking of like non-AX things to take out the Banshees. I swear in a video I've seen Viper Mark 3s speeding by where the Banshees are and dropping mines. And that sure. was able to take them out because the explosive force is just so great. Yeah, mines are mines are have a really wide area effect too. So, yeah, because like the banshees, occasionally the banshees will, will take up and like they'll fly higher off the ground. So what I found mm-hmm. is like I basically I want to see their searchlights reflecting off the ground, and then I know they're close enough to the ground, and that's when I fire my missiles. And if they come up, I back off a little bit and wait for them to return to ground level. Uh, because I don't think I'm doing damage. So yeah, I mean, you could try mines. I've, I've always, you know, most of these planets seem to have almost half a G, so the mines actually might work pretty well. I find it really tough to target with mines. Um, yeah, but, you really got to understand how bombing and ballistic yeah, trajectories yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tricky. But some people get really good with mines, and that would be a great idea. The uh, the advanced missile racks, which I know those are the ones that can be converted to AX if you synth the ammo. You don't need to synth the fancy ammo for them, though. Uh, but because they can be engineered, um, they have uh, like high capacity mod on advanced missile racks actually makes the, the size one has almost exactly the same ammo as size two. And with missiles, that's the only difference between the sizes of the um, hard points. Right, they always do the same damage. So then, yeah, something like either of the Vipers, something like that would actually have be able to do similar damage that, to what I'm doing in my Phantom here, right? Because you basically have four hard points, and they they all end up with a, around 128 shots. I'm not going like to lie, said, even, even the um, smalls. When you put high capacity on on the advanced ones, it's not the regular dump fires, only mm-hmm. the advanced ones. For some reason, their their capacity goes way way up. I'm not going to lie, you're making me want to try that in like a yeah. Cobra build or something that's just super fast. I bet I bet Viper, you know, you're always into Viper 4. I don't know why you're trying, like that seems, because you don't need it to be super fast. You need it, you know, any small ship is going to move plenty good enough for what you're doing here. It's sort of about getting it slower, um, getting it... Um, okay, I mean, fair enough. Like for instance, I'm small sitting enough in my... That you can tuck it in places and and, you know, let it run cold, let it... 
you got to have cargo. That's so that's the <laughs> other trick is you're going to you're going to want collectors. So let's assume you can only fit a size 1 collector on there. So you're only going to be able to have one out at a time, but you need the corrosion resistant rack. So it has to have a size 4 slot for that and then then you can carry 16 tons. You should be good for a while. The trick's going to be yeah, how much damage can you avoid and will you be able to repair enough with 16 limpets that you come in with and I don't know, it's it's tricky. I I synced limpets several times when I did this and I I eventually so I worked at this for a while and and I eventually came away with two each of the things that I needed. Um so I was able to complete two of the missions. And I guess just to tie up the story then eventually I did get two each like I said of of those things. Um so you fly back and you you turn those in. Um you don't need the 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 stuff ahead of time. So I I actually um you know you pick up the mission and then complete it right away cuz you have this the stuff in in your cargo hold at the rescue ship, and then they what they give you as a reward is the corrupted or or poisoned refinery material stuff. I, the, I the don't thing remember that you're what it's called either, but yeah, yeah I know what you're talking. The thing about. <laughs> you go poison it with, it's um it's a, a it's a material, it's not a commodity, um or it's actually it's sorry it's an on foot good. So it doesn't go in your ship cargo, it goes in your on-foot cargo, that makes sense? So it doesn't, yeah. anyway, the point is it doesn't take up cargo space and it just automatically like transfers. Um, so, but those missions you can only take one at a time um, because once you have, you know, like, like all of the missions from Allied Solace were for the exact Spire site that I'm on right now, and they say. So you can't take more than one mission to the same site. It says uh, Destination Conflict. Um, so even though I had two of these commodities on me, because I completed two of the first mission, you know, you do one, you show up at the Spire site, you play the platforming game and, um, and go poison the thing. And then, of course, the, uh, the whole place just completely loses its mind <laughs> that must be fun. i haven't <laughs> a seen bunch that of, yet a bunch of uh high level um interceptors turn up and um yeah basilisks and medusas and stuff all all um show up and it i i didn't find it difficult to get away but you you do you do want your ship to take a, a little bit of punishment before it blows um but again like i am it, i am do find myself recommending shieldless for this just um, half of it, just the approach, um, the approach, cause the traveling through, uh, Thargoid control systems still is, it's, you know, whatever's happened in the last couple of updates to the hunter class Thargoids, they, they've, they've been nerfed. Um, glaives are not nearly as dangerous as they used to be in that they don't just seem to have infinite speed and chasing ability anymore. Um, whereas before you really would struggle to get away at all and you basically had to kill them. Now, um, if you can, like my, my phantom moves at 600, it's not even that fast all told. Um, but because I'm shieldless, I can throw on silent running. 600 is enough to get away easily. Uh, if you can do silent running. So you uh, honestly, all this, you got me thinking real hard about the idea of like a sm small ship that can get in and out, but is also tough. And you were mentioning yeah. the, Vi the Mark IV Viper. And so I actually checked since I'm just sitting in it doing BGS runs. 
with G3 reactive armor on it. That yeah, has, don't even tell me about G3. Well, that's I'm not interested I, in that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point is, was just G3 on it. I yeah. still have, and no whole mods, I still have 638 freaking armor. Things are tough. Yeah, to that's going to that's gonna be pretty thin. Uh, all right. Well, I, well, all I right. mean, if you could put a couple whole mods yeah. on there if you ran shieldless. Personally, when I ran there in my clipper, I actually run with my um, 6C engineered biweave on it because it's got fast charge and it comes back up really yeah. fast. And that's the actually what got me there because every shieldless one I tried, I'm not quite fast enough yet to be able to just outrun and get away. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I may I may look at a couple of small ship builds. I'm not going to do. It. We've probably gone far enough into it here, but um, yeah, it's just it's interesting the different approaches yeah. people take to me. Right. Right. So. Um, so anyway, that's that's it. I, I do think. You know, the, obviously the, the rewards are, they vary a little bit, but I had no trouble finding a reward that was nine material, you know, nine um, bioconductors or nine MEF or something. Um, so yeah. you got options. Yeah. And it you definitely put a lot into it. It doesn't feel like you're being over rewarded when you complete it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Cause you definitely have to work it for it. It's not like, like it's not like an easy way to get, grade five mats it's it's not easy it takes a long time and there are much faster ways to get grade five mats if that's what you're after but you know it's a it's a hefty reward for a hefty mission so do it for the fun and does it uh, feel like rewarded. those on foot missions where you're going to power off a settlement and you get there and they're like oh by the way don't set off the alarms and don't kill anyone either <laughs> Well, I don't know if I've ever done yeah. one of those missions. Like, I've done a lot that of sounds those difficult. and successfully, and it is so rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's my Spire story. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been just BGSing right. my brains out trying to get the rock back under control. Huh. Don't you hear me? <laughs> control don't is you? an illusion, my friend. <laughs> okay, trying to get Duroc to a point where I can ignore it again. How about that? Okay, there that works. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, well, some other news, some other stuff that I'm told is interesting. There is this commodity out there in the world, this rare commodity called Wolffish, which is, in, in the game, it is this illegal narcotic that... Uh, apparently is a rare commodity, right? So it's only made in this one system, but it can only be made in that system when the system is being controlled by an anarchy. And that hasn't happened for many years. And it, I guess last week, the anarchy faction just was able to take back over that system again. I think that the faction that had taken over in its place was a player group. I think it might, it might've been a, a, a large one related to a YouTuber. <laughs> Mm. Um, somebody who doesn't do videos anymore. I'm I'm guessing just because of some comments that I saw on on a, a Reddit. But yeah, um, so this has spent years not being available in game at all, and it's just come back. So anyway, uh, Wolf Wolf Fesh, which I think is a fun name, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know anything more about it, but party um, in the wolf system. Yeah, it's it's um. 
Well, no, the system is what is the system? Hold I on. just make clicking. Video. Well, I don't know what well, the system is. <laughs> it's um. Oh, it is. It's Wolf thirteen oh one. So it's available at Saunders Dive in Wolf thirteen oh one, and that is the only place it's available. And um, you know, if they ever lose the control again, it won't be available any longer. So. Um, I think some player group is doing yeah. some kind of uh, event about it because they're so excited. And yeah. anyway, so there's something to get involved with if you wanted to. So everyone Call get your carriers talked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, uh, the Canon Research has published another aerodynamics article. So the first one was about um, was it the Chieftain? Basically about how totally unsound aerodynamically the Chieftain turns out to be under. Yeah. Um, actual examination. Well, now they've done the Type 7. <laughs> so I've shared the link to it. It's very in-depth and scientific <laughs> and actual. Um, comparing the Type 7, of course, to the aerodynamics of a brick uh, and finding that it is way more aerodynamic than a brick. Sincerely. Which is funny because while it is more aerodynamic than a brick, if you look at the actual aerodynamic <laughs> profile, it's actually still similar. <laughs> well, of course, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not... It's it not, just handles it more efficiently, yeah. <laughs> it's closer to a brick than it is to, like, an F-15. Oh, L- Lucky for the F-15. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's it's there in the link. and um, All I want to know fun. is what was Volt's reaction reading that whole thing. Yeah, I actually haven't heard him sound off about this. I wonder if he missed, if he missed it somehow. Well, now we've told, hey, hey, Volt, what do you think, bud? Yeah, Volt, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, what's up? What's up, dog? I hear he's in Canada for the first time ever. Oh, really? For uh, yeah. Toronto, holiday break yeah. or something? All right. I told him to get some maple syrup. That's fr- that comes from Vermont. <laughs> you idiot! They drink it out of shot glasses in Canada, man. Well, they drink it out of shot glasses all, anywhere in New England. Uh, I grew okay, up there. Let me tell you, you can at the fairs they'll they'll all the all the different people who have who have made it right there on their own property, they'll give you some. Yeah. And if you've never had if you've never had real first of all, if you've never had real maple syrup, you're in for a surprise. And if you've never had real raw maple syrup before they do stuff to it and put you know, uh pasteurize it and things like that and put it in a store, uh, you might be in for a second surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have had that stuff. Um I think it's it's one of those things. It's it's like uh, chocolate that's like over eighty percent cacao. Yeah, it's like it really isn't. It isn't remotely sweet anymore. <laughs> it's like yeah. nothing, nothing like that other stuff. Well, uh, very, I've been very um, different. I'm in Idaho by way of California, so I've been a West Coaster my whole life, yeah. and all I know is sunshine, good weather, and depression. <laughs> 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 oh my god all right um the only other thing in the notes is i, I was just going to mention i was going to bring up the elite dangerous adventures the the french adventure fan-made adventure site uh, again i still haven't done this i think this ought to be my next like if i have a few yeah. hours play session thing. um but they deserve Damn. the attention so the link is going to stay in the show notes as it was last time um, and I do believe, as as we said before, they're they're working on more coming out in English. More of them, because there's a lot more of them that haven't been translated yet. Uh, so there's a lot there. A few of them have been translated to English and and some other languages. 
Um, and then, of course, you could use um, like a Google Translate or something to experience the others uh, ahead of time. But I think more are being done and involving some more voice acting and things like that. Is that so sort per- of stuff? So takes pretend time. I'm an idiot. What is this? What is this thing? Um, it's a well. Do, are you, do you have quickly into the show notes? You could look at it yourself right now. Yeah. But I, I'll describe it to you. Um, as we said before, for, for the folks at home, it's it's entirely. <laughs> so, yeah, this, it's entirely fan created. Yeah. They've basically created uh, missions. It's probably too strong a word because there's no actual reward. But well, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're chain missions. It's just that you, you have to follow along out of game, but you right. give it access to, you, you sign in with your frontier ID so that it can parse your, your um, activities Logs. through the API. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can put it on a second screen and they're just story based adventures that, that, uh, How cool. commanders have created. So this group is a, is a French player group. Um, so tra- you know, use, let the site translate itself for you and stuff, but they, um, they have made a lot of them. There's even like a point system so you can keep track of your progress as you progress through the different missions. So you'll, you'll, it'll say, okay, here's your next task. You know, go here, do this thing. They explain to you what you need as far as ship modules or cargo space or whatever you might need to complete the next part of it so you can make sure you have that. Um, it will notice once you accomplish whatever trigger point they tell you you need to do, and then it'll move you to the next thing. There are, there are visuals that have been created. Sometimes I think I've been told there are videos or audio materials that play sometimes. Sometimes you just read something. Um, but it's supposed to be fantastic. Like I said, I haven't actually tried any of them yet. But um, do click the link in the show notes and go check out everything nice. that's on this site because uh, a hell of a lot has been put into these. Um, and much congratulations and um, admiration belongs there yes. being sent in their direction. So, yes. Yes. Seconded. They deserve all the attention. It's, it's a f- incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so, yeah, I, I intend to do that at some point. Um, but you know what else? We need, to, and I said we were going to talk about this, so I can't end the show without getting into this. We need to do some, we need to get some loose screws events going. Um, I would like to spread out exactly what they are because not everybody likes combat, not everybody likes racing, not everybody likes blah, 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 blah. But um, because we have this Patreon, which does help us produce the show, um, we're taking in uh, more money than we need to pay for the things we're paying for to support the show. Uh, So we want to give it away, and I can't really think of a better way than just to spread around some free merch um, to people, um, which means two things. It means I need we need to get off our butts and actually put in some of the new graphic designs and stuff. You know, the Moderti Stete stuff. I think did I eventually put a mug on the store? I think a Moderti Stete mug probably exists already. I can't remember though. <laughs> I think so. I'd have to check. <laughs> I think I made a mug, but we wanted to get you know T-shirts. I, I want to get other things like that. There's there's been several sort of inside jokes in the community and stuff. So I, I want to get some new designs up there and then um, I want to have some options and basically just do a bunch of giveaways. Some of it, you know, different kinds of things, just sort of participation, like, and 
anybody who wants one kind of, um, you know, I'll just send you something. <laughs> we'll, we'll find some way of making it reasonably fair or whatever and just asking people kind of what they want. And I, I just can't, I mean, can you guys think of anything else to do with this money? Like, no, I mean, you know, I know, I can't, that's absolutely. what we should do with it. I, yeah, I can't absolutely. think of anything better to do with it. No, there you go. So yeah, that, that's the plan. Um, now, as far as what the events should be, uh, so okay, so I want two things from the listeners. I want um, sincere merch design ideas because this stuff doesn't just come out of thin air. We actually have to. I, I don't create graphics. I rely on all of you for that. Um, so some help on that regard is going to be needed for the, the sorts of things that ought to be on t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and drinkware. And some of it, you know, we could just have ideas for new and updated logos maybe, or something a little, something a little different based on some of our inside jokes, all that stuff I'm open to. Um, and then once I have graphics, um, graphics generally need to be uh, 300 DPI P PNGs. They should have transparency where it's appropriate. And, um, you know, be... And they like, need to be big. Yeah, like at least a thousand by a thousand pixels. Before Otherwise it's gonna, it'll look like crap. If, if, if it's, if it's going to be a t-shirt, it should be at least that big, probably. No, and it, no if it's going to be a t-shirt, it needs to be at least 3,000 by 3,000. 3,000, okay. Well, yeah, make yeah. them big. If it's something that's meant for a mug, I bet we could get away by with uh, yeah. 1,000 by 1,000, but... You know what I mean? Just so so if 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 people feel like creating that and and the community likes them, um, it really it costs nothing but but a little bit of my time to make them available in our merch store, um, and then they're available. People can buy them, but then I do want to circle back, like I said, and I want to just do some community giveaways, um, and we'll just basically have parties and and sort of giveaway participation trophies <laughs> as yeah. as these as these parties. So we should get a few of them going. Um, some races we've done in the past. That's always fun. Just sort of free for all things. Lark, you had an interesting idea the other day or yesterday. So, so, yeah. So I've been on a old school Star Trek kick lately and I had the idea of like a wrath of Khan style PVP tournament could either go find a suitable nebula, maybe in, in or near one of the Titans or, Worst case, like blow up some core asteroids and use that in a ring. But <laughs> basically turn off sensors on your ship, turn off shields, and basically make a submarine fight out of it in Elite. <laughs> so with sensors off, there'd be no point in, in bringing anything but fixed guns. Um, yeah, we could think about that. Maybe maybe we restrict the guns. Maybe we don't. It probably doesn't yeah, matter I, if we restrict I'm them. I'm not sure it, if it would work yeah. in reality, but the idea sounds fun. Yeah, because probably lasers are going to be the only way to be effective at a situation where you don't have any lead indicator, right? Right. Um, <laughs> so probably this will end up being a laser fight. All um, depends I, on the range. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, so, so probably... Um, Nurgle floating by the strags. You, I feel like you don't need um, to you don't need to leave the target when you're making hull to hull contact. <laughs> <laughs> when um, uh, it makes me think that a Lagrange cloud that, that hopefully I don't know what the nearest yeah. one to the bubble is, but something like that is going to be the best place for for this kind of thing. But I like the idea, um, and maybe we we make them all sidewinders, or we should we should at least restrict what ship it is, right? Yeah, exactly. Probably, yeah. yeah. 
So as fun as it would be to be like that. a cruiser brawl like it was in Star Trek, I don't think that would work as well in Elite. <laughs> well, no, because we can't destroy yeah. each other in seconds. When we finally find each other. So, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool. Um, we could do some other things. So open to ideas for events. I, I like the idea of that one. We haven't done that before. Um, but free-for-all, you know, sidewinder slaughter type things we've done, and, and that tends to be fun too. Um, I'm not really interested in picking any winners. I just kind of want to get people turning up because I, I, you know what, it hasn't doesn't happen hardly ever anymore. At least for me, maybe I'm not online at the right times anymore, but, you know, I used to be able to sign on and there'd be a bunch of people in voice and we'd just all play. And I know it's because I'm playing a lot less personally, um, but uh, I miss everybody. So it'll be nice to get together. So we'll plan on some nights. You know, we should also spread out like what times we can do things. So, um you know, weeknights and then maybe like a, a weekend during the day. But I would like to get two or three of these sessions going um, kind of between now and the new year, um, at least, and, and just see if we can uh, see if we can spend ourselves broke. <laughs> yeah. <Heck> yes. <laughs> Sound good. So so um, let's let's talk about this all in Chig Chat. Why not? Or do we have like a specific events channel we could use? Yeah. Chig that Chats. I should be using. Chig Chat sounds fine, we right? Have, We're going to use... We, 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 we have an events channel. We have an events channel, but nobody ever uses it. So let's use Chig Chat, because fuck it. <laughs> I mean, it is where the cheese is at. It's where the cheese is at. It um, occurs to me that we put a specific commander in charge of events. Yeah. You know, I have... There, there's, a, there's a phenomena that happens in the Loose Screws Discord, and that is... When I pick someone who's interested in doing the job and then give them the special Discord powers that makes them the event coordinator, like being able to work the stage channel and post events, it makes them disappear. They instantly vanish and take like a six month at least leave from the game, sometimes more. It has happened 100% of the time. Yeah, and I mean, sure. That, I've only done this to two. I've only done this to two people so far, but it has a one hundred percent rate of happening. <laughs> yes, let's test that. Put me in charge of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe Lark will be the next. Lark is going to have a green name when you guys see him next, and we'll see what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have I done? Well, he's on yeah. a lot of nights, right? So. Yeah, I, I'm usually available. This is true. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, I will. I will make your name green. Obviously, the rest of us can. The rest no, my of life is already crazy. Too, so let's so. see if it can make it crazier or not. <laughs> that's all right. Um, okay, well that that's what I've got. Anything else you guys want to stuff into this show? I have to let my no, dogs out. We're good. Okay, Lark has to let his dogs out. Let you know what. <laughs> let's call it. That this this has been a, a okay episode. Hey, we talked about elite, and what are you going to do, right? Loose Screws, the okayest of podcasts. <laughs> the Loose Screws podcast, it's sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been broadcasting from a spire site most of this time, and I've managed to not get killed. Although I've not been trying to do anything difficult. I've just been orbiting the thing the whole time. So anyway, um, so 
noise. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to the community's response. Um, suggestions, like I said, for uh, designs, even if they're just suggestions and you don't draw up graphics, uh, I'm sure plenty of people are out there in the community usually respond pretty quickly when we have a cool idea and they're able to get me something. And, and then uh, likewise, um, specifically, like what events you'd like to see. Are you interested in this this um, blind cloud combat thing that we talked about? Um, and what else are you interested in? Uh, we did a mail slot gymnastics thing yeah. one time years ago at this point. Did, does everybody, does anybody want to do one of those again? Um, CQC kind of, kind of sucks to get together. It usually falls on its face right in the front of us. So we'll probably avoid that. But, uh, hey, other combat related high ones, gravity other racing, gymnastics. racing ones. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to play around on a high grav planet? I mean, we could do literally anything. Just get together and mess around, you know. Get let's. Yep. Do you want to get together and just storm, you know, storm a, a spire site? Let's we'll do it. I don't care. Anything. We'll we'll make a bunch of money on Orthrus. We'll we'll go on foot. We'll get people's materials. We can all do it all at the same time. We can poison one of them and then fight all the high level interceptors that show up. I'm game. The idea of fighting a Hydra on a 0.75G world sounds interesting. Yeah, actually, we... Uh, right? <laughs> back, back early on in the war, when, when the, um, you know, we were doing, there was a lot of, like, base, there was a lot of actual war going on, and uh, some of the conflict zones that were out of base, yeah, we, we took a few yeah. all the way to the Hydra, and when there's gravity, yeah, orbiting, a, orbiting gets tough, and it matters when you... When you're fighting the Hydra, so just do what Anywho. I do. Run into the dang thing enough times until it goes plowing into the dirt. Yeah. yeah. Well, usually we'd end up kind of going the other way because otherwise Aww. we don't have room to take it out. If we actually want to kill the thing, you got to get it away from the surface, um, so that we're not because we're going to blow up a lot faster than it will if we start crashing into the ground. I don't know. Yeah. Hitting the ground at 500 meters a second did a number on a freaking Zyklops, so. <laughs> okay, well, Hydra has like, is it's like 200% as tough or something? Or not, that's not even, that's not even close to the true answer. Yeah, so you can make a, a, it a the world's worst a Cyclops is a, t a, a Cyclops is a tiny fraction of the armor toughness of, well, <laughs> anyway, a Hydra. And the whole hit points. Okay, anyway. so those are the things. We want feedback on that. Please give it to us, and, and that's it. So um, thanks for joining me, Lark and Nurgle. And Word. You know, Always my pleasure. It. Okay, see you all next week. Fly loose and fly screwy. And if you can't do that, nope. That's not, that's not what we say. That's somebody else's thing. The point is you have to do both. You have to fly loose and you have to fly screwy. That's what we say. And if you can't do both, do both. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.